Hello and happy Easter everyone! I know that things have been rather chaotic in the world as of late. God is still on his throne and he is not surprised by any of this. But for us humans, it is a little more difficult to handle all these changes. That being said, I apologize for how late this podcast is. I am also an educator, and so in the midst of everything, I took a little break from social media, and then Corona hit. And since then, I have been working with coworkers to implement online instruction, and then getting used to teaching that online instruction. It's been a roller coaster. So now that I have some time to breathe, I can record and publish. Welcome to this episode of You Know What? I'm your host, Lisa M. Griffith. I know we have a lot we could focus on today, but God revealed something to me this past week. As you all know, I have dove into spiritual warfare a lot lately. It is something that has really come to intrigue me and frighten me all at the same time. I am also a huge true crime fan, but as I reported in my last podcast, I didn't feel God leading me to focus my podcast on that topic. However, there is one true crime story, perhaps the most famous and controversial, that I feel God would be okay with me sharing, the murder of Jesus Christ. A lot of us grew up hearing this story, and maybe if we didn't hear the whole story, we at least know about it. But what truly happens during a crucifixion? What did Jesus endure, both physically and spiritually? Dive in with me as we explore a truly horrific crime. Whether you believe he is the Savior or not, Jesus was an innocent man. So to put things into perspective, we have multiple accounts of the death of Jesus Christ. In any murder case, you're lucky if you have one. The majority of murder cases are never solved. However, back during Roman rule, crucifixion was a public event. In fact, throughout history, we see that death itself was a public event, from hangings to beheadings to crucifixions to impalements. According to the Guardian, crucifixion was developed by the Persians somewhere between 300 and 400 BC, and the Romans developed this method as punishment for hard-nosed criminals. Furthermore, according to Jeremy Ward, a sociologist at Keynes College, London, seven-inch nails would be driven through the bones in the wrist and sever the median nerve, causing hand paralysis. Nails were also driven through the feet, with the legs bent at a 45-degree angle. The legs were usually broken to welcome death more abruptly. Once the victim could not rely on leg strength, they resorted to upper body strength. First, the shoulders and wrist would dislocate. The arms would then sometimes stretch to be inches longer. Then the weight would shift to the chest. As some of us know, it has been said the sack around Jesus' heart actually burst because when the Roman soldier plunged a spear into his side in John 19.34, water and blood spilled out. This was because of all the pressure that was on his chest. I have heard it said that Jesus not only died of crucifixion, but he literally died of a broken heart. 
On top of the physical implications of his death, Jesus also endured the sins of the world. 2 Corinthians 5.21 said, God made him who knew no sin to be sin. So Jesus literally became sin. He took on all the murder, the rape, the theft, the lies. When he was carrying the cross, picture the demons laughing and scoffing at him, spitting, screaming, and their sulfurous breath coming out in sheets. We don't see that part of the crucifixion because it would absolutely terrify us. But that is reality, spiritual warfare. So what was the quote unquote criminal reason Jesus was crucified? Even though Jesus willingly gave himself over to be crucified, it doesn't change the fact that he was killed because Roman officials and religious Jewish leaders saw him as a threat. Jesus professed that he could forgive sin, something the religious leaders said was blasphemous because only God could forgive sin. The Savior they were waiting for was not a nomad who had 12 followers. Their Savior circumstances would have been a lot more grand than that. Also, the Romans feared Jesus was there to overthrow the government. But make no mistake, even the man whom Jesus did trial before, Pontius Pilate, washed his hands clean in Matthew twenty-seven twenty-four before the crowd because he knew Jesus was innocent. In fact, his wife warned him not to hand Jesus over to be murdered because she said she had had a troubling dream about him in Matthew 27. Now, there is another criminal who plays a part in Jesus' story, several, in fact, but Barabbas is mentioned in all four Gospels. It was customary for Pilate to release a prisoner before the feast of the Passover, and the people chose to release Barabbas. I always wonder how Barabbas felt about that later on. At the time, I'm sure he was happy to be released, but wouldn't it be something to meet Barabbas in heaven? Jesus literally took his place while taking the place of all of us. There is no doubt Jesus' murder is the most infamous in all of history. We have multiple accounts that although all give varied perspectives, the key points are all the same. Jesus was an innocent man, but he was crucified due to the thirst for blood and from calling himself the king of the Jews. Keep in mind the same crowd that was yelling crucify him was also the crowd that had greeted him in Jerusalem as he rode in on a donkey with palm leaves. But there is a deeper reason besides all of this that Jesus allowed himself to be killed. And that was he was the perfect sinless sacrifice for a people that could never save themselves. Jesus knew nobody could atone for the sins of the world but himself. So God gave his son, John three sixteen, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. If you ever have a question of whether Jesus loves you, the nails in his hands prove so.
All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I know it was shorter than some. There's a lot more to the story than we discussed, but I wanted to kind of break it up into several individual podcasts. You can actually find the account for Jesus's crucifixion in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There's also multiple prophecies in the Old Testament that actually point to the death of a Savior in the future. And then there is the topic of the resurrection, but that's a whole other podcast in itself. Perhaps next time. For now, know that Jesus loves you. He gave his life for you. Repent, be obedient, and embrace the life that God has for you. You are loved, valued, and useful in the kingdom of God. Have a great day, guys.